Welcome to Go Home Heat, a sports entertainment podcast. This is a raw, specific podcast. And let's talk about Monday Night Raw. I would guess that the common theme of the show, Justin, who is here with me. <laughs> yes. The wonderful Justin. Um, insightful, there Justin. Was, there was a theme. Clever, Justin. There's, I'm waiting for you. You're just killing time so you can try to remember what I'm doing a, what Raw does for three yes, hours three on hours. Monday nights. <laughs> yes. I kill time. Let's show a replay of our last episode. Yeah. Every seven minutes. Okay. So I would guess that the common theme is Drew McIntyre running through the episode. Uh-huh. And uh, Drew's chase of the great champion Bobby Lashley. Hasn't that been the uh, theme for the last, like, how many months now? Drew has been the omnipresence of this show the entire... I can't remember when he wasn't. It seems like it went... I'm sure it wasn't like that, but it feels like it went straight from Seth doing what Drew is doing now to Drew with very Uh little in between. And uh, to... To, that, that's one theme you have the Asuka whatever on earth is going on I, I said that completely incorrectly because Asuka is a prop for mm-hmm. the women's championship yeah the Charlotte theme. Ripley Charlotte Ripley thing and then you, they have somehow they're getting Nikki involved and she is I assume that she will get to challenge for a title but nobody can take her seriously due to the way we've written this no yeah um then another theme would be whatever's going on with Alexa Bliss, the doll, and Shayna Baszler. Um, I think the the takeaway to me, they are attempting to do something with the tag team division, which is how we start this episode. Yes. We initiate it. We have uh, RK Bro, New Day, Viking Raiders. Uh, One part of Mason Miz. T-Bar. Yeah. We had John Morrison, Mason T-Bar, and... Morrison and... Lens, uh, Lens Dorado. Uh-huh. Uh, both their tag team partners are injured, so they both got to wrestle solo, which was strange. strange. It was an over-the-top rope battle royal. royal. I thought it was fine. I was stunned that the Viking Raiders went over. I was, too. Um, it. I, I think maybe the weirdness of, of Morrison and Lens not teaming up, but instead going right at each other and then kind of costing each other and then both flipping out at the same time. Yeah. Might the saving grace of that is if I get those two guys in a solo match, I'm fine with it. Would be amazing. I'm fine with that. It seems like they're attempting to do some things with their tag division here. It's been so stagnant that you wonder. You don't have faith. I, yeah. In it, the the, the bro, the RK bro. Uh huh. Maybe team up with New Day, and as it, it, there, there's a. I think that is neat, right? They're trying mm-hmm. to do something with your tag division. You have the RK Bro thing that's working. Do you agree? Yeah, but here's that. I think I think they might have noticed the problem with the RK Bro thing working is that all right, I got them versus the New Day now. Who else are they supposed to feud with? Who else do we have that's a legitimate tag team? You you got to build some people up. Mm-hmm. You got to actually. Because if you want RK Bro to be over, they got to have people to fight that people actually give a crap about the fight. So the Viking Raiders are suddenly challenging. Yes. Right. That makes sense. Now, an interesting aspect to that too, though, is we have the, I have this feeling that Kofi is ascending back into a solo wrestler. I think that could be very true. Which again is, uh, it's interesting for uh, 
they there are two focuses it feels like to me on raw which they are attempting to do one is to give you some form of a mid-card whatever Sheamus and whatever they consider that title to yeah. be they are trying to get something there and you know, with Kofi and Woods kind of doing more and more solo wrestling that mm-hmm. could work in that thing another thing I think they're doing and this was crazy to me as we are attempting to this is the stop start we get with with Raw we're attempting to make a tag division a part of that was a at the, at the genesis of this Mm-hmm. We believe we should do something with our tag division. Was an alliance between Elias and Riker, mm-hmm. and here we are. It can't have been a. Oh, it can't have been two months, Mm-mm. and we've decided to split up a team which, a couple of weeks ago, was having very good matches together as heels. They don't have. Again, this is where I don't have any faith in that there is. You know, we see f- s- glimmers of planning here and there. Mm-hmm. But I have no faith that what they plan this week will carry on to next week, will carry on to the next week, will carry on to the next week. It, it looks yeah. like they have moves, but their moves are so in, not connected. They, they're like, oh, we'll do this this week. Oh, we'll do this this week. And, oh, we'll undercut everything we did the last two weeks, but this week. And if you listen to us t- on the other podcasts that we do, where we do the NXT or the SmackDown, you'll notice how, how different our tone is about the episodes because there is a continuity and a belief yes. that there's an overall plan. There's a plan for what's going on here. And I think there's a plan here. And I think it's kind of sort of working in a way. You are getting more interesting things in these areas, and we'll get to that. But it is confusing why you would have two guys that do mesh as tag team wrestlers. And Elias and Riker, they're, they're similar builds, they're similar styles, mm-hmm. they're, they're physical. Mm-hmm. I thought they had some very good matches. And I think that their matches against each other will be good. We know that Elias is kind of... But are we turning Riker face? Yeah, Riker's Is face anybody going to accept that? Besides they, Vince? They have no idea. I mean, I don't... Do you foresee a, a, a scenario where we take Riker, where they're going live soon? Riker goes into an arena, he comes out, and people go, hooray. Hooray, Riker! I don't. I don't see that. I don't. That wasn't like that. <clears throat> In impact, it wasn't like that. Mm-mm. Other people have tried this. <laughs> yeah. this is, you're not the first one to have this great idea. This I, is not a Vince original. It's not a yeah right. Then we wind up. I'm going to skip the contract signing for a second. That comes up soon thereafter. This stuff, but I want to go to the Ricochet Umberto Carrillo match. Yes. Which was, I mean, was it nine minutes? Yeah. Probably, dude. It was it was really good wrestling. Oh godly, it was just spectacular. Those two dudes can go, you man. Know, we had a broken, a legitimately broken face, Sheamus on the outside, doing yeah. wonderful on commentary. Do you like the new commentator? Uh, J- Jimmy's good. I think he is too. I think he knows what he, you know, he he's given enough interest. You know, he he talks it up. He's an actual. He knows. Yeah, he knows nuts and bolts of physicality yes. a little bit better. The other guy, I don't know that... It, it almost felt like the guy we had before that got fired, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. It felt like he had never seen the product. Yeah. Like, doesn't even, I, I had, there was no concept to me that he enjoyed wrestling. Or knew anything about wrestling. Right. Right. And, and I don't know if they just did a poor job of telling him what was expected of him. Yeah. Or, if he's, or if he went out there and said... I'm going to call it like it's a football game, or I don't yeah. know, but he did not call it like it was something I should be interested in. No. Um, although he did he did try to make moments big. He failed because it felt like there was a lack of 
backstory on these uh-huh. things. And, and and it just felt fake. Yeah. This guy feels like he's oh, he's yeah. into it, he understands it, he gets the moves back and forth. This matchup was fantastic. Um I didn't hate the fact that it wound up being a double count out as mm. they they did the the Spanish fly off the apron mm-hmm. onto the ground. I'm hoping it's it's that because we get this match again and we get 15 minutes instead of nine. Oh, Kevin, are you hoping the WWE repeats something over and over and over and over again? I think you might be on the right track, buddy. Unless it's something good, then it'll get they'll probably both of these guys will be released by next week. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe I don't know how long. I mean, how long is it going to be for? They release these guys? I don't know. Two no, minutes. before before Sheamus can fight. His nose is huge right now. His eyes oh, yeah. are black. Oh, yeah, dude. He had to have surgery. He had to have it repaired, I think. So, I mean, SummerSlam? <sighs> Probably. So, we're, we're going to get this matchup till SummerSlam. Then. Yes. And then there's they're all going to be DQs, <laughs> and then those there's going to be a triple threat. Yeah. Hey, guys, your job is secure till SummerSlam. Good job. <laughs> nah, Ricochet's, dude, Ricochet is main event. Yes. That's his show. Yes. Then how The Rock had SmackDown for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or John Morrison had the Friday Night Delight, or it was the Monday Night Messiah. Ricochet's yeah. main event. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's job security. And he kills it on that show. He does. He does. <laughs> Speaking of which, Ali will have a sighting here as well. Uh-oh. I would assume Ali was wearing that big knee brace. I bet you he's getting something cleaned up. Because he was just in a suit tonight. Yeah. Now, the next matchup here on the show was Hardy and uh, Cedric Alexander. And I was I thought it was a fine matchup. I, Hardy's good. Cedric is finding himself. Were you stunned that Jeff Hardy went over? Yes. It was dumb. <laughs> I said stunned. I said dumb. <laughs> okay. He's okay. been losing. I mean, I have no problem. He's lost everybody. Jeff Hardy lose has been. You know, I have no problem putting Jeff Hardy over. That's not my problem. My problem is Cedric Alexander is going right back where he was before he joined the Hurt Business. Right, and then you have him in the staying with Benjamin, and Benjamin is supposed. If Cedric wins this match, it gives Shelton and Cedric. Steam, uh huh. Because they've had a tough feud. M- meanwhile, Jeff Hardy, have, have you got a plan that Jeff Hardy's going to go? Like, no, Jeff is losing to Cedric next week. Yeah, you know he is. Yeah, and then they're probably going to be on a pre-show or something. Does and he's going to lose again. Uh huh. It's dumb. But that way, Cedric can go further into the abyss of anger and angst. Where's Raven when you need him, <laughs> dude? If Raven would come in. And be Cedric's manager. manager. Oh my god, dude! I'd watch that. Cedric just sitting in a corner, staring at the other guy. Yes, yes. In a pearl, in a uh, in a pearl jam T-shirt and a flannel like shirt tied around his waist. Something better, not not better than pearl jam, but something more uh, uh, grungy, uh, dirty. Uh, Temple of the Dog. Yes. That way you're just you're being really meta. Yes. Now this we'll move on to something that I'm sure you're pissed about. Oscar, Nikki, Charlotte, Rhea. It starts out where they're backstage jabbering and they get to arguing about whatever happened with Nikki in two weeks in a mm-hmm. row and Charlotte saying that this was silly and somebody owes me. And then Pierce and Sonya wind up saying, hey, you guys could tag, you guys can have a match against her and a picker person of her choosing. 
And so then Oscar winds up in the mix on this. And then backstage, of course, Charlotte says, you can handle Nikki since you respect her so much. And I'll take care of Oscar. Let's go get them. And that blah, blah, blah. They walk out there. And we have a match with four incredibly talented young ladies mm-hmm. in which Charlotte and Rhea do some form of anything you can do, I can do better. Mm-hmm. Rhea doesn't look good in this role. She's not good at, at this. Nope. She she can play a dominating heel. Mm-hmm. She should play, play a dominating, dominating heel. heel. Arrogant cocky funny heel uh-huh no that's not gonna work and why'd you turn the heel if you were sticking her in a program charlotte it doesn't make none of it makes any any, any what sense. the are we doing they have no clue why is oscar involved in any of this crap and, and i'm gonna say it was dana uh, brooke busy and a lot of people are big rhea ripley marks this she is not ready for the role she is in but that ain't rhea ripley's fault no it's not this is typical I brought somebody up from NXT who has been killing it for three years. Yes. I don't know. Three years, I may be exaggerating. Maybe two, two, but whatever. She was the key to NXT Survivor Series stuff when they were allowed to be mm-hmm. in Survivor Series. She was, you know, she was such a big star that Charlotte had to wrestle her and bring her to the main stage for NXT mm-hmm. on WrestleMania. And then she has these great matches with EO. We see her have a great match with Gonzalez. Before that, they realize, okay, on the basis of that match she had with Gonzalez and that rivalry, they decided two things. Mm -hmm. Rhea Ripley is undeniably needs to be a main roster star, and Gonzalez is ready to be the world champion. And I agree with both of those things, but But then... She got on the main roster, and they had her come out as a baby face, then they had her be smug, then they had her be a heel, and now she's the big show. Uh huh. Nothing is the big show, but that's what used to happen to him. Yeah. Right. And I'm a good like, guy next week. I'm a bad guy next week. There's no continuity with the character. She's not. She needed to feud, and, and have some, some build up on the main show to get to this point. But the reason again, they they painted themselves in a corner too, though, because they only had the top in the w, women's division. They only had there Oscar. Was, there was nobody else for her to feud right. with, so. And it, and it be somewhat entertaining. So they had to jump, you know, this is all poor planning and having no long-term, you know, writing goals. And, and she could have good matches with Nikki. Okay. Oh, without doubt. But she's got to go out there and it's like, okay, you're going to go have a match. Like, like you can tell Charlotte, you're going to go have anything I can do. You can do, I can do better match with Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Y'all go out there and do it. And she can do that. Mm-hmm. She's done it. She can do it. She can go out there. She can do her move. She can go over there and be a jerk to to Becky. Go mm-hmm. back to doing her move. Be a jerk. Walk over slowly. Get caught in a roll up. Have to kick out. She can do that. Mm-hmm. Rhea can't. She's never done it before. It, and and there's and she's not comfortable. And I mean that, that's something you throw that that kind of thing is something you throw on a person that's been doing this on this stage for years mm-hmm. because it involves going away from the plan of the. And, and I may, I probably don't know anything about wrestling, but it feels like it would involve going away from the plan of the match off script every two to three minutes in order to play with somebody else. 
Because mm-hmm. the, the match is one thing. You know, I know we're going to do this, this, that, that. that. Mm-hmm. But the the stuff you do with your partner is going to be off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Or you may have worked it out somewhat, but again, in live shows and stuff like that, things don't work out. You've, you've got to remember your lines. you got to remember what you're supposed to be doing over there. It looks silly. And yes. she looks silly. And it makes her look silly in the wrestling part, which is the one thing she's always been great at. Yes. It's, it's you know, it's, it's square just, peg, round hole. They're not using... Their problem is they have great talent and they don't maximize their benefits. They seem to want to emphasize their weaknesses. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's baffling. It's baffling. They go, you know, they'll take Braun Strowman and put him on the mic. Right. You know, they'll take... Shayna Baszler and put her in a supernatural monster angle. I want you to think about this. We saw Roman Reigns give one of the most fantastic three minutes of television so far in 2021, regardless of what what medium we're talking about, whether we're talking about spectacular Netflix, Amazon, CBS, uh-huh. whatever. They had that dude saying "suffering succotash" mm-hmm. in the middle of a ring. Yes, yes, they did. That happened. <laughs> that happened. What on earth? Okay, so the the finish wind. I'm sorry, we're on a tangent. Uh, the finish winds up being Charlotte gives Rhea the natural selection. Nikki covers, so Nikki has now beaten the three of them three times in a row, which mm-hmm. would give her a, a legitimate reason to be. If any of those wins was actually legitimate, which Michael would, Cole will try to tell you they were. Yes. There's not. As if none of us watched the shows. None of us, you know, when, you know, it's like that W matters. Yeah. In a made up scripted show. That also, the whole thing was set up for something else. Mm hmm. And, I'm and not, poor I'm, Oscar. Yeah. <clears throat> it's crazy. Okay, let's move on, though. And so we wind up moving on because we did get um, Mansoor, who gets a little bit of a speech from Ali when he says, mm-hmm. You think you're ready for Drew Gulak? You're not. What are you going to do when Gulak's willing to go deep, go deeper into the the evils of mm-hmm. of mankind than you are? Mm-hmm. He goes out there, he has a match with Gulak, and gets proven wrong because Mansoor guts it out, gets a win at the end. I'm assuming we're getting an Ali trying to recruit Mansoor into his thing, and then Mansoor won't be willing to do that. I appreciate having some form of a mid card storyline mm-hmm. with a new talent. Drew Gulak being utilized here as maybe the third best overall true wrestler on the car on the roster. Mm-hmm. You figure if you're ranking them, it's Gable, it's Benjamin, it's Gulak, right? Probably Dolph Ziggler's in there somewhere. Oh, Dolph might be between, but Dolph and Cedric, their amateur careers are probably pretty, pretty well. Not Cedric Shelton, uh, Shelton, yeah, yeah, pretty close to each other, yeah. Okay, fourth. Yeah. And oh, he's, he's out, in the he's in the conversation. And he's out here getting jobbed he's, out. He's not getting rose in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Riddle I thought the matchup was pretty good. Oh was. Riddle versus Kinks. And I want to say this too. Except for what they did with Rhea, and I don't think that's her fault. The wrestling was great. Yeah. The wrestling was great. Um actually, really, really good mm-hmm. on the show uh riddle versus kingston was very very good um i enjoyed it a great deal two uh, matches one night yeah which is they've, they've been, been doing, doing that a lot. lot it's weird three dude. our show yeah you got 
All these people back there in catering enjoying a fish sandwich. You can't get nobody out there. Well, actually, those guys are now not in catering. They're retired. Well, retired. They're be- they're waiting out ninety days. Waiting out ninety days. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't have wanted an Alistair Black matchup right there. No, 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 huh? no, no, sir. Man. No, sir. There's oh. rumor. There's a little bit of seller's remorse on that one, but they ain't nobody gonna do nothing. But there's some rumors that the backstage, there's a bunch of people who are like, what. Well, <laughs> Don't you wonder, the Aleister Black thing, they kind of started to rebuild him and there were rumors. It's so weird. There were rumors that they were renegotiating with with his wife. Uh-huh. And, and then, you know, it's, I almost wonder if those negotiations didn't fall through. Uh-huh. And they thought, well, th- he's going to leave us anyway because he can and he's kind of a free thinker and all uh-huh. that. And then, he, then when he gets canned, he says nothing but really nice things about the company. Prof- he's very professional. Right. He treats it as like, this is a job. This is a professional environment. I'm not going to take this personally. I'm going to talk up the good parts. I'm going to be... Say some nice things about Hunter. Yeah. That kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, don't you think somebody might have been backstage going, well, you know, maybe he would have resigned. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And if nothing else, them that rumor even being out there helps him when he goes to AEW or... New Japan or oh, Impact Wrestling. You is, don't think a guy like Hunter would would is smart enough to go? Well, if nothing else, buddy, I can help you get more money. Mm-hmm. Because I can act like we're still negotiating. Yeah, like we're still interested. Trying to, you know, I'll put that out there in the dirt sheet. I don't care. You know? Right. The the old Vince McMahon. Get as much as you can from. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. It's not my money. Let's let's bankrupt him if we can. Yes. You know. <laughs> um. So Kofi winds up barely used Ultimate Warrior. Kofi, yes. Going back to the match, (laughs) Kofi winds up in trouble at some point. Riddle begins to imitate, which is obviously the highest form of flattery. Randy Uh Orton, who is ringside, and as he's imitating, it leads to him losing the match to Kofi. Yeah, he eats a trouble in paradise. He gets pinned. Mm -hmm. You have um, Kofi in a situation now where he's gone over Riddle, he's gutted it out, and Woods and Kofi continue to have really great singles matches. Mm -hmm. Now, I think I want to go there after we talk about the um, Lashley-McIntyre portions of the show, but I think first we have to address Alexa and Shayna. And speaking of the ultimate warrior... <laughs> yes, yes. Why, why, Kevin? If why was you, this the program they remembered to bring back? Yes. Why, <laughs> in the name of all that's holy, would you do any segment that reminds anybody of quite possibly one of the dumbest? Can you things? familiarize the audience with the Ultimate oh, Warrior my, stuff? Oh, the Ultimate Warrior stuff. When he came over to WCW and. Hulk Hogan, NWO Hulk Hogan, was haunted by the by the by the war the warrior was gonna show up. One. Wait, wait. What was it called? Own. Own One, One Warrior, warrior Nation. Nation. Yes. Yes. Which is now a new show, I think. Yeah. That aligns with, with the, roughly where he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. That's so, not a that's not a coincidence. No. Uh, but they did this whole segment where Hulk Hogan was seeing like Warrior in the mirror, and it yeah. was like you could see it was one of those bad like 
'90s like pro, you know projection into the mirror things. Yes. yes. And Eric Eric Bischoff sends there, I don't see nothing. Oh, 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 what are you talking about? And Warriors in the, in the mirror, and it's like, right. God, this is terrible. Right. It's just I was, awful. I was in Pensacola when uh, I was at a, a Nitro in Pensacola when uh, Warrior beat him up in the locker room and sprayed on on the mm-hmm. on the on the wall, and then at the end of the night he just appears in the ring and, and Hogan, you know, panics or whatever. It, I will say, funny thing about Warrior's comeback was, even as an adult, I got caught up about him being back. And then, like, there had to be a match, mm-hmm. and they rang the bell, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's <laughs> awful. I was like, oh, yeah, he's famous, and that was cool. It but, was flashy. You know, it was one. It's yeah, like, God, yeah. you're so... Then and, it was like... And the bell rings. Remember the Adam Cole promo that from a couple weeks ago? That is the exact opposite of the Adam Cole promo. <laughs> All they had to do was make me special, ring the bell? All they had to do was make me not special anymore was ring that bell. Right. Because I was... Everything else doesn't matter once you oh, ring the bell if oh. you stink. Oh, right. God. But, okay. Made Hulk Hogan look like right. Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> he did. He did. And so... That's why Hogan loved him. And uh, so Bliss, had, we, we highlight the Bliss stuff, the, the build-up to this program. We have Nia talking to Shayna backstage saying, I know her better than anyone knows her. I'm telling you, this is really weird. You're going to want me around. Shayna's like, I, I got this. This is silly. It's just a doll. They have the playground segment at the end of the show. Um, Baszler maintains that this is all silliness. Alexa goes deeper into it. Baszler storms off um, after, after stomping. After stomping, yes, the doll. Let me let me let me remind something as the rest of the story goes. Legitimate martial arts MMA. Full contact fighter Shayna Baszler. I want to talk about that too when we get when we get done with this. But first, we get the Baszler storming backstage and staring into the window. Well, of after abyss. being having things Near. attacking her inanimate objects. Right? Yes, yes. The, uh, as she's walking through Gorilla, things are falling out of the sky yes. at her, and then when she finally gets to the safety of her dressing room. After all these things have fallen up near her, or you know, nothing's actually hit her. She sees what's the name of the doll? Lily. Lily in the in the mirror behind her. She turns. Lily's not there. She sees Lily in the mirror behind her. Turns. Lily's not there. She punches the mirror, which is confirmed seven years bad luck. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about all this? I think you alluded to it. Wasn't great. Yeah, it, one, it harks back to one of the wor- dumbest moments ever in wrestling. Yeah. And two, the thing about, the thing that I don't think they're getting right is the thing that was scary about the whole Fiend program was the Fiend. The supernatural stuff was all in service of getting you stuck in a ring with him. Right. You know, it, he didn't you know, drop boxes on people's head in the back. Yeah. He came out of nowhere to, like, murder you. He felt dangerous. He felt fear-inspiring. Right. And even though, like, Alexa, on in this segment, she summons fire all the way around Shayna as she's walking up the ramp. She summons fire at a whim. She throws fire at Randy. She still doesn't feel... Dangerous, because we know all that's... Right junk dude right right now if she had 
like attack Shayna Baszler and had Shayna like do that arm break thing on her and then like her just stand up with her arm kind of flopping back and forth and just look at her grinning. Now something like that, right. you could have sold me on. You can so make her scary. Could you this could. be saved? It could be. There's not you could have a really cool program between these two. Right. But they're leaning so hard into the special effects aspect of it. I just don't think you can do it. Right. Or you don't think they will do it. I don't think they will do it. I want to say this though because you pointed out that Shayna Baszler is a killing machine real life mm-hmm. fighter. And there was a time when I was told Shayna Baszler couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. There was a time when I was told she was too monotoned. There was a time when I was told she couldn't be a long-running top-card person because the personality wasn't there. In this program, I have seen personality yes. that she can be all those things she oh, needs yeah, to she's be. She's doing the best she can with the crap she's been handed. But isn't that a great testimony to her oh, it as is. an all-around performer? Because we know she can ring the bell. Well, I never she's thought been she, great with Naya. I never thought she was too monotone or anything like that in the first place. I thought that was the character she was doing. So that suited the character. You know, I think the whole program with Naya as a as a tag team partner, although it could have been better like what what they've been booked with and against mm-hmm. could have been better. I think it has shown us that Shayna can be a star. Oh yeah. Oh, I never had any doubt. Well, you didn't. Yeah. A lot of other people did. Yeah. A lot, not not just people in the in in, in WWE. Uh-huh. People just online and whatever or have been like she doesn't have per- uh, Personally, to me, it's like, well, she doesn't have personality. What's scarier than a monotone killer? That's always been my thing, too. That's the point of not having, you know, oh, I don't scream at people. I don't get angry. I just hurt people. And I do it like it's a job, dude. Right. You know, that was like, you know, APA, man, and stuff like that. That was, you know, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. You had dudes, you know, uh, Dan Severn. Absolutely. Ken Shamrock, dude. The The early parts of Kurt. Yeah, dude. The ECW, ver- the 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 wrestling machine version of Kurt. Yes. Um. Now moving on to the main focus of the show, which is always Drew McIntyre. Beginning of the show, not the beginning. Beginning after the first two matches, which was appreciated. After the first mm-hmm. two matches, we get Drew contract signing. Mm-hmm. Bobby doesn't really show up. Um. Is that how that went? I, I, the only thing I remember is the Highlander moment. Really, it overshadowed, it overshadowed. everything, and I think we should get to that. Um, so, <laughs> oh there my can be god! Only one table. You talking about things that are supposed to be <laughs> intimidating, and you have to like have sarcasm where Raw is involved, or at least a sense of humor. And so, Bobby MVP come out. And by the way, okay. Don't let me forget about the Kofi MVP segment. Oh, yeah, no, no, get no, to that this was part post. MVP says, hey, man, we're going to need something out of you because you're never wrestling for this title again if we beat you. We're mm-hmm. done with this crap. And the whole world took a sigh of relief until they all realized that Drew has to win now. No. Right. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> but so that's what they said. And... Drew agrees, but says it's going to be in Hell in a Cell, which I firmly thought that was already established, that they were going to wrestle in a cell. Yeah. I, mean, I thought could... that was already the deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a... 
the, you're going to ask me for bacon when it's in front of me on a plate. Mm-hmm. Shut up. But anyway, so then, of course, Bobby's whatever, what. And Drew pulls a sword. Yeah. And brutally attacks a table that had nothing, done nothing wrong. What did that table ever done to anybody? There could only be one table. One table. If you haven't seen Highlander, it is a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen the second one with Mario Van Peoples, it no, is not. No, that's like the third one. Oh. Yeah. That may be You're the right. fourth one. But, you know, skip all that. Go to Highlander the series. Highlander the series was good. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was not bad for 90s television. And it wasn't even like 90s TV TV. It was like syndicated TV. Yes. it was, Which was streaming before streaming. It was like it would come on at night, like really night, late at night. You did not... Yeah. It, or Saturday at 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. But the first movie is a gem. I'm just telling oh, you. It's, it's Queen soundtrack? Dude. Get out of town. Come on, dude. One of my favorite Queen Kurgan? songs. Hammer to Fall. Uh-huh. And that's when he's driving. That's when Kurgan's driving the yes. car. Yes. Dude. I Un- his name. Dude, that dude. So good. He was excellent. Kurgan, mm-hmm. man. And I've heard people. Sean Connery. Come on. Oh, Lambert. yeah. I know I heard a wrestler oh. quote Kurgan one time because some I think it was I almost dead certain it was Damian Priest said one time it's better to burn out than fade away. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think he even dropped his voice into yeah. that into that Kurgan. You don't have to drop it much. Right, right, right. He's he kind of dresses like Kurgan already. He's he is. He's a modern. He's auditioning for a role that we know he gets. At some oh point. man, that'd be excellent. Dude. Excellent. Right. Um. This was a no. This was a nothing burger, other than the fact that even as a thread through the show, it was a nothing burger. We knew all of this was going to happen. Yes. They had to justify the fact that Drew was in it yes. again. Therefore, he had to be some kind of loser, leaves town, stip, some uh-huh. silly. You can't ever wrestle for this again. Well, as long as I had the belt. But also, the only thing memorable is that this guy took a sword out and hit a table with it, and I mean. I mean, none of us thought Drew was going to stab anybody. So what is this? <laughs> yeah. That's murder, Kevin. Well, I mean... That's assault I'm not devil. advocating for murder, but normally when you grab a weapon and start wielding it this, in a wrestling environment... This is my point with... Remember when, he, when I went off on that tangent about retribution when they first started coming out and they had axes and, and chainsaws, chainsaws and right. shit like that? And I was just like... They're not going to saw anybody. That's not going to. Why have you got that? <laughs> you got to run around and be real careful. You don't accidentally cut somebody with that. I, I mean, if you want to ensure no confrontation, <laughs> sure. But in theory, we're watching wrestling for confrontation. Yeah. Right. Okay. So back to what I wanted to talk about. Anyway, <clears throat> hear me out. Kofi's Preach, getting this brother. push. Yes. It feels like we're going to get it. Yes. Kofi at SummerSlam does make a lot of sense. I would love that match. Because it's not Drew McIntyre. But if you wanted to go with someone else, if you can find somebody else, Lesnar's rumored to be coming back. Yes. If he's only coming back for SummerSlam, because there, there are rumors that Vince wants to pull off a WrestleMania-sized SummerSlam. Yeah, with people in there, yeah. And you want to thicken out your card. Lesnar comes out, he wants a piece of Bobby, and Kofi says... Well, actually, I'm the one in line, and they wind up having another feud. This time, bell rings, Kofi runs at Lesnar, jumps on him. He gets the F, but Kofi lands the F5. And then you have a 10-minute match. Kofi goes over Lesnar. You give him back his 
steam, and then you get him in a program with Bobby. I can that Kevin, that's brilliant booking. Do you think how great would you feel? I would feel great. Do you think Brock Lesnar's going to come back to lose to Kofi? To lose to Kofi Kingston. Do you, so you telling me that's Brock's decision? Yes, it is. hundred percent. hundred percent. I'm telling you that's Brock's decision. Because Brock is sitting in his little his little farm uh, in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin or Canada or wherever Brock Lesnar like harvests Sasquatches and lives <laughs> off the land. Uh, He's somewhere chewing on raw meat right now. Right now, now <laughs> that dude does not need while they while whatever while whatever prey he had is just yeah. moaning because it's still alive. Speaking <laughs> of the living embodiment of Kurgan walking around here. Yes, Brock Lesnar is is completely his choice whether he wants to get up off and come up there and wrestle somebody. And if he doesn't, and he's one of those ones that he'll tell. I mean, he has he has demonstrated he has no respect of right when he threw the championship at at Vince. Yeah. So was it possible you get? I feel like if you want to have a WrestleMania style SummerSlam, Mm -hmm. a Kofi Mania needs. To kind of happen, and I would Kofi love that. needs to go over somebody, Bobby maybe, even if it's just a, a one. You know, to me, Kofi's the centerpiece of the feel good moment. It is, I think so. Yes, he's the guy that you can get the fans on your on your side with. Now, Kofi Lashley at SummerSlam would be awesome if you could get Bobby into something that felt. Imp- I mean, if Brock comes back and you can give him something that feels important to him. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you could do what I was talking about with Kofi down the road. You could have a a, a match with those two, and maybe if, if Brock, maybe Brock would be like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll job out to Kofi if mm-hmm. if you let me feed off a couple people in between." Yeah, or you pay me twelve million dollars. Yes, <laughs> that's the winner. That's the winner. Okay, so that dude's a businessman. I don't have any doubt he's you know. But it also, like, all those dude, people who just got fired for budget cuts and see Brock Lesnar come back for one night and make more than they'll make in a whole year. Mm-hmm. That, that, that seems... They weren't fired for budget cuts. No, they weren't fired for budget cuts. That's they, ridiculous. They they were fired... Well, I say that... Part of it is... They weren't fired for necessary budget cuts. They might have been fired for streamlining for some other purpose budget cuts. But there are rumors that they're still in the company or whatever. But also... Part of it is they're eliminating talent because they don't have house shows. Mm-hmm. And at one time, we had this huge internet wrestling community, uh, online yeah, wrestling community that was screaming that we need to get rid of house shows. Mm-hmm. The offset of, have, of having – one of the products of having house shows is wrestlers get to work for WWE mm-hmm. and make money. People go, oh, well, yeah, but you don't want to go out there and be wrestling in the curtain jerk match – in Pensacola, Florida, or in Dothan, Alabama, or whatever. You're making hundred thousand dollars to do it, you do. Right. What's the What's the alternative? Yeah, making fifty dollars. That well, uh, make, most, most of these names yeah. can go to Impact or or uh, AEW or Japan, but a lot of these guys can't. I, I, I stand corrected. Seventy five dollars. Yes, correct. But that's my point. Is you know we always root for the system to change because yeah. it'll be easier on the people we know. Law, right. law of unintended consequences, though, you got to think about how this is going to affect everybody. Right. Exactly. And what, yeah, hap- right. And what happened was Vince said, I'm not going to pay these people to not work. Right. Mm-hmm. And now a guy like Braun, though, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to make promotions. He was okay with paying people not to work for a while, though. 
He did, yeah. But, you, okay, you have this line in the sand now where you said, this is what we spend. And you go, okay, well, now we need to bring up Karrion Cross. We probably need to bring up Finn. We probably need to bring up... Now, these aren't guys. You're not going to bring those guys up for mid-cards. Or at least they don't think they will. It'll uh, wind up like that because they yes. screw it up sometimes. But you sometimes? Got, that means they get raises. Yes. Well, who's... One, Braun Strowman could supplement you know you have a you have a certain amount they're already getting paid mm-hmm. one braun Strowman being gone it's three guys moving up and you're not spending any more money because mm-hmm. each one of those guys can split up what you were paying braun mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean it's all economic economic yeah but I, I they make that's like but a couple of years last year when or the year before last i get my years confused when brock was his last year and last run do you remember how much he was making compared to everybody else I feel like Brock is almost factored outside of the salary cap. $12 million. Like Rocky. Yeah. If you get Rocky to do something, you give him whatever he wants. Yeah. But I I just, man, for the rest of the people on the roster, who yeah. he's getting paid more than everybody else on the roster combined. Right. And well, one guy, and then, I, yeah. Well, that's why everything. They're not smart with their money a lot of the time. But that's why, well, that's why they brought in this other con yeah the new president that's why they brought him in yeah probably to, to force them to do things that make sense uh makes sense to on the bottom line yeah um but that's why the seth brock program felt so real it was mm-hmm. it was seth was literally saying look guys i wrestle seven times a week mm-hmm. i'm you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know this guy wrestles one time right. a month and he's getting paid right and he wrestles three minutes yep you know and I'm and I'm out here, you know. He, he didn't even have to carry his own promo segments. No, he has a guy come out and do his promos for him. He jogs back and forth. Yes. Looks, and I will say, all of that being said, I love Brock. I love Brock Lesnar. I do. I do. I will. And when he shows back up, I will pop and freak out. I pop when he sits backstage reading uh, Field and Stream. Yeah. Because I know that's who he is. Yes. He doesn't care. No, he Bro- doesn't give a crap. If his tra- if his tractors broke down right now. He's got a rope. He's pulling it out himself, walking yeah. it out of the field. And here's the thing. <laughs> Brock Lesnar has never been anybody other than Brock Lesnar. He has told you straight up. He never up, alluded to anything else. He never. He's always considered right. it a business thing. He's never bought into the whole boys in the back thing. Mm-mm. He's never tried to be part no. of the crowd. And I'm glad there's boys in the back. Oh, I am too. But, but I also appreciate somebody being themselves. Yeah, he is not fake. Right. That is that is a dude. He, he's a jerk. A lot of the times, but that's just who he is. And if you got a problem with it, do something about right. it. Well, if somebody tells you who they are, yeah, then it's up to you whether you fiddle with them or not. Yeah, right. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't try to hide it. Right. Right. Okay. So for for me, this is KP, my man Justin. We yes. talked through a little episode of Raw there. You guys have a great week. Go home. Go home. Uh, the Gin Project. Yes. The G I N N. Don't go home yet. Project.com. Y'all go home. <laughs>